Come on, guys, join in. <laughs> no way, guys. There's no way. Yes, way. There's we literally, did it. there's literally no way that this Chelsea team is in the Champions League finals in 2021. That, it, I, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in absolute awe. This could be, this no, this is this is the biggest day since 2012. Wait, wait, let's introduce, let's introduce. Well, Hold yeah, on. okay, okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jump sorry. straight into it. I don't care. All right, who you are. all right. No one cares no, 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 who I no, no, am. No. We gotta do, we gotta do our quick intro because I, I, I wanted to. Uh, well, I forgot what I was gonna say, but anyways, you're listening to the Romans Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. Because they're not in the fucking Champions League final, and we That's are. That's right. And guess who else is in the fucking Champions League final? The Chelsea women's team as well. That makes yeah. us the first club in Europe to have both a men and women's team in their respective European finals. Suck it, everyone else. That's all I got to say. Guardian. Best club in the world? We Best can end the, the podcast now, and that's all, right. all I, well, and, and that's all I really want to say. Okay. All right, uh, see you guys next time. <laughs> yeah, have a good one, guys. Keep the blue okay. flag flying high. But in all honesty, like, we didn't even prepare a script for this. Nope. For this, we're just going to talk and go through, you know, some of the players uh, individually. We'll start off with a tweet from at Young Brown, formerly at the real RCB24, a.k.a. Rico. He says, I would like a full hype show. Bring all the energy. I'm here. I'm right here. I'm bringing the energy. This was, like, I'm t my dad was on the phone with someone during that last goal. And I'm jumping up and down, screaming, like, oh, my God. Like, it's hitting me. I'm like, oh, my God, we're actually going to go. And my dad is like, someone on the phone. I was like, fuck whoever you're on the phone with. I don't give a shit. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> and then Zach called. And we're all just jumping up and down like, you. Yeah. That's it. He didn't even say anything. I think, I, think, I think the WhatsApp group chat, there was, like, what, four of us answered the phone. And I don't think a word was said until, like, a minute and a half into the call. Because we were, we're all just, just going, yee. <laughs> the whole entire time it was fucking madness man Ugh. i love this game i love this team i love this club song i love i love everything about chelsea football club right now except the fact that we tried to fucking join the oh super league God, two weeks ago Zach, <laughs> seriously this broken guy. freaking record man i'm so over the super league thing as long forgotten <laughs> i we we, makes we up redeemed ourselves like yeah way way redeemed redeemed it and dude that that goal the last goal, which one the, the last one. one the 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 Pulisic assist uh to mason mount i got the same vibes as the fernando fernando torres goal against Bayern. Yeah. that's literally the first thing that popped up to my mind i was like oh my god it's literally the same exact feeling i had then in the semis hmm. this last second clinching goal that just oh my god and i had to i had to have beautiful. the like awareness to not scream more than once because if i did i would have lost my voice <laughs> <laughs> i pushed my um, vocal cords to the limit in just one like five minute five second burst five minute burst one five second burst and that was it because the last time i did that 
Well, you got you, you got it down it to a science, one. huh? You got it down to a science how to keep <laughs> well, your you know voice intact. You know what it is? It's from my coaching days. My vocal cords, my vocal cords aren't as strong as they used to be because I haven't coached in damn near two years. Thanks a lot, California. But um, yeah, uh, I thought I thought it was from the times where you were in a heavy metal screamo band uh, <laughs> back in the day. That's Little known fact, interesting yeah. fact. I used Man, to. what a freaking game, guys! Yeah, what a game! I so I watched the first half with a buddy of mine. It was his birthday today, and he's a Barca fan, so he was cheering us on. And I, I remember the first Timo chance where he stupidly was offside like we're at a we're at a bar that we're the only ones watching the game and i got off my chair for nothing on that then when he actually scored because kai havertz tried had the audacity to try to chip a giraffe (laughs) and almost succeeded yeah i i all i could think about was please team overner do not miss time this jump because dude all i could think what if he just jumped too early so then He's on his way down when the ball hits his head and it goes straight up. Like uh-huh. I was like, please. It was like please. flashbacks to the Leeds uh, goal yes. where he like was literally in the same exact spot. And oh I was I, and Andre, I'm with you, Andre. I, was, I literally didn't think he was gonna put it away. No, that's, but that's so, the point so, we're at right now. So yeah, so funny thing is, is that I was so I coach Tuesdays and Thursdays, and on Tuesday there's this one new young coach who, who's like a I don't know how long I've fan he's been for Chelsea but he was asking me about my thoughts on today's game and I was like look man it I have this weird feeling that Timo Werner is gonna pull Fernando Torres and just score this like scrubby goal to like end it obviously he scored the first one but immediately when it happened he just texts me in quotations Timo Werner is going to pull a Torres (laughs) like he's like you you pull a Torres (laughs) like uh, he misses everything the struggling striker that just came onto Chelsea scoring a big goal in a Champions League second leg semifinal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know well, so many parallels. <laughs> where does where does this rank in terms of moments just okay. as your for, for your specific like Chelsea I'll, fan? I'll tell everybody's you right experienced now, it differently. I'll tell you right now. Uh-huh. It 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 might be number one. If you consider how the season started. If well, you consider I can like the same argument about 2012 song. Yeah. Even I, well, I can make an even better argument about well, 2012. Well, well, the thing that was different for not, for for this year was the expensive transfers that we brought in, the high hopes we had going into the season and then us falling flat. And it 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 being kind of like going into the season every every non-Chelsea fan was rooting against us and saying, oh, these guys are going to flop, you know, and, and and rooting against us. And then when we actually, you know, when everyone is missing sitters and we're not performing, we're the laughing stock of the Premier League. And then to turn it around after sacking Frank Lampard midway through the season and just like com- the complete change in trajectory of the club, uh, it's amazing. I mean, but it may make your case, Zach. It is. It is. I understand where you're coming from. It's eerily similar to 2012 because we brought in Villas and Boas, who was going to revolutionize the way we played, and we're going to be the silky smooth attacking side. And this guy thought he could make that happen without Drugba and Lampard in the squad, which ultimately wound up being his downfall. And then Robbie Di Matteo comes in who's a lesser accomplished manager who had probably zero accomplishments as a manager up to that point. 
um, compared to Tuchel. And I would argue, um, I would argue that this side is a better side than the side of 2012, just in general. Look at the starting eleven for the 2012 final, and let's compare it to the starting eleven for this year's final. Well, you I mean, can't look at the you final. You have to, to look. You have to look at the the games before. Yeah. It, listen, because that was like listen, a little bit. The final the just red cards. Okay, are we not guys? Are we not gonna act like fucking Bosingwa and Ryan Bertrand? Ryan yeah, Bertrand started that left start. They wouldn't Sorry, have if it weren't for injuries and cards. See, they wouldn't have. That that's what I'm saying. I know, yeah. I know, but 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 I'm saying 2012 was was just mad special because not only because of that we didn't even have JT on the pitch either. Like he was suspended. We what if forget we, that he JT went full kit play. wanker for that? No, one. we he didn't did. forget. Zach, didn't, that was what we're saying. That's our point. We didn't forget. Yeah. So so for me is I think it's number two still. I think the Munich thing is like it, it's, it's unmatched. Like we went into that final. Fully no, like fully expecting an ass whooping, and it wasn't gonna be us whooping on anyone, and mm-hmm. we won. So it's a, yes, this time in, around, like we, Munich, we came into this yeah. season, like you know we were setting our high hopes early on, but as we grew into this like stage, like we all predicted a Chelsea victory. Like it wasn't, it was gonna be sweaty, but we predicted a victory. Yeah, so, like, no, you're right. Like the, I do think that the manner in which we beat Madrid in the way we should have if we actually finished our chances would have put this maybe a little bit higher because it would have just been one of those things where like, you know, a 4-0 victory against Madrid would have been wild. Yeah. But I still think regardless, it, it still would have been at number two because 2012, that that's still our only Champions League trophy as of right now. So, I'll tell you, I will say this though, and I don't know if this makes you feel any better, Sam. The the happiness and joy I felt today just by moving on to the final was similar to the joy I feel like when we win a league, for example. Like I, it's still yeah. cloud nine. Like I don't I don't want to get it twisted whatsoever. Yeah, that that it's, makes it's me feel cloud better. nine. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it was. Still, it's still up God, there. Dude, I don't yeah. know how many times I like got like back into thinking he's like we're in the finals. Like it 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 was just like over and over. If I was like, in a dead spot, I would think about it again. Like. <laughs> I've I've experienced the craziest range of emotions in the past 24 hours in and outside of football. Like mm-hmm. it's been unbelievable, man. Like I'm glad now it's all smooth sailing and it's all happiness, but like the stress, the 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 weird feeling in my stomach, the nervousness, those on the opposite end, like the exuberance when the first goal went in, the absolute elation when the second goal went in, like the Mendy says it just both ends of the spectrum it's been quite the day we should we should talk a little bit about mendy because he was unbelievable five saves five saves uh as of as of this uh the end of this this uh this tie i don't know how how why i can't speak right now Match tie yeah right we we have the most clean sheet by an english club in a single champions league campaign and we still have one more match left so that means we're gonna finish with nine. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Ron, like that. uh, Ron uh, tweeted out eight clean sheets out of eleven Champions League games. Oh yeah, hold on, let me take it back. Ron, aka Bone Daddy Cool, aka Bone Daddy Deluxe, <laughs> aka Bone Daddy Supreme, asked eight clean sheets out of eleven Champions League games for Eduardo Mendirosa. Actually, we changed it to Mendoza because he he's the truth. He's not a liar. Uh, <laughs> this is a Spanish joke. 
How how good is this man? <laughs> you get it, Mentirosa. Andres, can you co-sign that? Yeah, but the that? spelling isn't the same. But I know, but enough. it's the same. <laughs> Mentirosa, Mendarosa, because he's the truth. He's he ain't a lie. How good is this man? <laughs> how many years of your life did you lose after this game? So I'm seeing you guys at the pub on the 29th, right? Uh, First off, I don't know how many years of my life I just lost with that awful joke. Come on, uh, what do you mean? I've made that joke before, Andreas, and it it, it killed has. back then. It kill it'll kill again today. Okay, but yeah, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of questions in there. But Zach, God, God damn. Um, I just I I just want to say this before I dive into dive into like the juicy stuff. Peter Check handpicked this guy. Handpicked him. Uh-huh. Hey, here's a relatively good keeper. Yeah, he's a bit older, but he plays for Ren. He'll be affordable. We'll be able to pick him up at a discount. He'll do well for us. And everybody was saying he's going to be a stopgap. I haven't seen the word stopgap in weeks. Months. He's here He's here to stay. And and me and Andres talked about it. I, I can't remember if me and Andres talked about it or it was me and you, some, uh, if it was last podcast or the one before. But we talked about Donnarumma. I don't want to hear Donnarumma anymore. I was just about to ask that. Like, Listen. What, we were going after some high high target like, profile when a player like When a player like that's available, of course you have to like sniff around and see what the deal is. But what questions – do people still have about Edward Mendy at this point? There, he's answered all of them. Five saves against Madrid. Let's be honest. It's, uh, a few of them probably should have gone in. He kept yeah. us in the tie. Um, there was one specifically where he had to get down to his left. I think it was Benzema. Was it Benzema or Cruz? The first shot 20, of the game. That's the, the one first that shot of the game. Yeah. That was Tony yeah. Cruz. Yeah. That one was re- – that's just a, a – top drawer world class however you want to put it only the best keepers in the world make that save the guy shows up when we ask him to he hasn't put a foot wrong this entire season besides what a few misplaced passes i looked up his stats for this game just to see if i could find any mistakes and the only thing he did wrong was misplaced two long balls out of i think he had seven i don't have the stats in front of me so if anybody is still questioning Edward Mendy, I'm questioning your football knowledge at this point. Andres? Yeah, I mean, he, the guy's 29 years old. So we can get at, at least four or five good years from him. And he's deserved it. And I think it's one of those things where we need to kind of just stick with our guy. Yes, Donnarumma's on a free, but that means we would have to shell out a lot of money in agent and salary fees. In the next four to five years, we can find the next long-term thing. Mm-hmm. And we, we have time to find the next guy. So we're, you told me a year ago that we were going to get Donnarumma. I'd be like, yeah, perfect, because Kepa's not the 10-year solution. But right now, we don't need a 10-year solution. We can wait. And Mendy has, in back-to-back games now, mm-hmm. I think we just spoke about him in the last match having huge saves against Fulham, different situation. Then you put him in the biggest stage of his career at this point. And I argue the biggest stage in every Chelsea player's career at this point, outside of Thiago Silva, maybe. And he has the most saves probably that he's had to this point in the Champions League in one game. Unbelievable. I I think, uh, yeah. 
should people be questioning him though? Like, like that's the thing. That's like that's my argument. Is because the only thing they're questioning at this point is his credentials. But you can't do that anymore. The guy's made it to the final, and you can argue that he was pro. He, in my opinion, he has a shot for man of the match. I know what most people are going to say Conte or, or, or Mason Mount, which is very well founded, and I'd probably tend to agree with you. But you can make an argument that he put in a man of the yeah. match performance today. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That and, those and, early goal, those early shots go in, and, and Salman. I don't know if you, before I kind of get off a tangent, we mentioned what Kendall said. Yeah, yeah. So Kendall Higa wrote in on Twitter once Mendy made that opening save, diving to the left. I feel like that sucked the wind out of Madrid. They had chances after that, but that was the point in time where I thought we're going through. When was it for you guys? So, so yeah, good thing you asked this because I was going to talk about the second save that really got me, and that was the header for Benzema, I mm-hmm. think, where he it was a head, it was the header where he dived and it, like poked yeah. it over the crossbar. It looked, it looked like the cross wasn't going to even get to him, right? And he somehow figured out a way to sneak it under the crossbar. So, so that was when I thought, okay. Like, Mendy's going to have a great game. I I always thought, you know, to be fair, I thought it's still Madrid. Sergio Ramos is in this field, and every corner kick is scary. But at, after around, like, minute 66, I realized, and I thought to myself, Kai Havertz has been manhandling Sergio Ramos in the air, and he has not had a good game. So I think I, at that point, I kind of started telling myself, okay, He's not going to be the one that's going to. A little gonna, harsh. Like, what's harsh? Havertz didn't have a good game or Ramos? No, no, no. Ramos. Ramos. Oh, okay, okay. Not okay. Havertz. Ramos. Oh, okay. Ramos was sorry. awful. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think, sorry, just to add something you said about Mendy before. Um, I think a lot of people don't give him as much credit uh, as he's due because of how great our defense has looked and because we were playing with a back three and just just keeping a lot of pressure off of the keeper. But in a match like today, I think he proves all those people wrong with all of the oh. saves that he made. I mean, his his, his shot-stopping ability is, 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 is honestly elite at this point. Um, yeah. And I, I, I have, you, have to, you have to give credit to both sides. The back three and him, because it, it, without one or the other, it's not we wouldn't have this great of a defense. I mean, some I kind of nailed it. The chances were there for Madrid, but at the same, like we we defended well as as a as a whole. I think all eleven players on the pitch defended well as a whole. I mean, I mean but, in both legs, the only the only yeah. goal we gave up was a worldie from Benzema that I wasn't even mad about. Like that was like who can you fault for that? You know, and Wasn't and then, other than that, we they didn't let another goal in. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the only, even in the Porto legs, he made saves. He's been he's been big for us throughout the whole season consistently. And one last thing yeah. on him before we move on, because he 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 deserves all the praise in the world. Um, going back to the whole Donnarumma Mendy issue, another bonus. I don't know if you guys could hear. There's like fireworks or something going off behind me, but hopefully the <laughs> mic's not picking it up. Um, the the beauty of having a guy like Mendy be at 29 years old, and this is the counter argument to everybody that says, "Oh, but but he's on he's the wrong age. Mm-hmm. He's 29, 30. Andre said you get four to five years out of him. 
Well, guess what? That gives us time to find replacements at other positions that we're aging at also, like center mid. N'Golo Conte's 30, Jorginho's 29, Kovacic center 27, back. 28, center back with Thiago Silva. It also gives us more money to try and invest in a striker if that's what Tuchel wants, which I'm sure he's going to ask no, for. No, we need a striker, Zach. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to say uh, I'm just uh, EBT. Uh, there's a subtle hint. For you guys, or EBH, excuse me. Like, what? EBT. <laughs> EBT. EBT. We're is getting paid, it, bro. Is it? Is it, yeah, yeah. We're getting we're all getting paid. But but no, I mean, what I was gonna say is like it just gives us more time and flexibility financially to invest in other spots in the squad, which is gonna be beautiful because that will allow us to build around the Havertzes, the Verners, the Pulisics, the Mounts. And another the guys thing, Zach, with yeah. a 29 year old, he's probably not looking for a next step. Mm-mm. He's not going to jump ship either. The, the one mm-hmm. thing when you sign somebody like Donnarumma, perhaps when he's what, 19, 20, 21, maybe? I don't know how old, <laughs> old how young he actually is still. But you yeah, think, but... you know, we did it with Courtois where we thought he was going to be our guy for 10 years. And then he saw quote unquote greener pastures and dipped out. You know, we didn't even mention that. Like part of part of the joy of this win was in knowing that Courtois did everything he could to prevent us from doing so, and we still did it. And he played to his own credit really well. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck I him. still hate him. I w- I'll I never compliment that him. dude. Yeah. I mean, I will no. compliment him. He had a good game, but yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. He's still lost. He's a loser, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Let's just let's talk about our. Our back three, just we'll group them up all into one discussion right now. Um, so Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Christensen, just as a reminder. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just read Rudiger's stats. He had four clearances, three tackles. So solid all around. The power uh, of the mask. And Yeah, the mask Rudy is, is something what good, did, man. What did Ron want to call him? He wanted to call him MF Rudy. Look like oh, MF Doom. Yeah, yeah. MF, <laughs> MF Rude. MF yeah, Rude. MF Rude. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. He, uh, I mean, and he also that he almost had a goal too. That shot was was like I mean, Courtois had to you make know, a save. He teed that one up. I know he usually tees him up from way out, but that one I was like, come on, dude. And then he hit it, and once you start to see the trajectory, you're like, oh, I kind of leaned up a little bit. That's a tricky one. It moved. It moved <laughs> a lot. The great thing is, I didn't even. I like. I. The the thing that sucks right now in my life is I now work, so like I can't give Chelsea my hundred percent focus and dedication at this point, which I hate. So I, I I had it on like on my iPad while while I was working also and like keeping up in the first half, and so like I saw the shot and I didn't see who took it and I was like, holy shit, like who who did that. And they showed the replay, and I saw it was Rudiger. I was like, "What? <laughs> Come on, bro! I mean, he's good, but he's got to have at least one of those a game. If, if it's not him, then Thiago Silva. Like, at least someone in the back three. It's part of the Chelsea bingo, dude. It's part of the Chelsea bingo. Yeah, I mean, no one else is taking shots like that. Might as well allow the center backs to take take a shot. I mean, honestly. I told Andres, uh, next week when we go to Houston, um, I'm bringing my Rudiger jersey, out of fucking pride because this guy has been an absolute rock under Tuchel not only not it's not only the performances it's the types of performances he gives us he is that brute nasty hard nose 
pain in the ass center back that's like a fucking fly in the room. He's everywhere. And, and forwards and strikers cannot stand playing against him. The guy just asserts himself in, in almost every facet of the game now, which is something we haven't been able to say about him for the last 18 months. I mean, we thought he was on his way out six months ago. I mean, he, he was frozen mm-hmm. out completely under Frank, and then when he was brought in, he looked like crap. And now all of a sudden, I would argue that he was probably the best of the three back there today. He was really, really good for us, and he has been since since Tuchel came in. So we don't have the Rudiger of you know Frank Lampard's reign anymore, where we have to worry about what type of what type of performance we get out of him. Now we have the Rudiger under German management, you know, given exactly what instructions he needs to do, and he executes them just to the T. I mean, the guy's like the Terminator. Yeah, I mean, I thought he had a great game, and he's just added to the list of many Chelsea players using a mask and then perform while wearing the mask. <laughs> it's insane. I hope I hope he has it in the final two. Um, to yeah. talk about the other two guys, I mean, we know what we're getting out of Thiago Silva, and I'm just glad Christensen, you know, at, at this stage also was able to, to have a complete 90. And, and I was just thinking of the time when, Tiago was injured and we kept getting questions like what happens when Tiago comes back? And I think the answer is here. I think Tuchel is going to ride out this back three for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see Aspie starting back in the back three. Um, and that's not a bad thing for Aspie. I don't think he did anything not to deserve that. I just think that these three guys are working extremely well together. And, and even Aspie at right wing back is working. So I think that it brings a very solid defense, fully knowing that even though we take 20-something shots, we're only going to score two. It it works well. And I'm just happy, again, that Christensen was able to perform again in the biggest stage of his career at this point. Um, I had a slight fear that he might have a Barcelona-esque moment, and I'm just very glad he didn't to continue to build on it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the back three were fantastic. Hazard and... And Benzema had so much trouble with these guys. They they couldn't really find room. They were forced offside. I mean, I we I didn't can't do anything. say enough about the back three. I could only remember one instance where Vinicius skipped past Chilwell in the second half, and then I mean Hazard right. drew a couple fouls, but Hazard looks like a shell of himself. I'm not going to talk about him anymore. Shout out to Russell Saunders. Um, Wait, we need like a 15-minute segment minimum. Yeah, talking about on the burger, in his words, the burger-munching Belgian. Um, no, but I, I want to say something quickly about Christensen. I mean, with Thiago Silva, you know what you're getting. Um, Christensen, his mindset and just the maturity he's shown um, after we thought he was finished mentally – you know, I, we were all in agreement this time last year that a move out would probably be best for him and that when he goes somewhere else, we know he's going to become this incredible footballer. Well, I think he's shown that he could still be that player at Chelsea. So not only has Tuchel sort of revived our season, and I am going to be giving him a lot of credit here, but he's also revived players that we thought were dead in the water. So Christensen's added to the list. We just talked about Rudiger. I mean, the list goes on and on, but the guys just worked wonders. And I mean, I can't be happier, man. 
And also shout out to Rudiger for playing this game all while fasting for Ramadan. And and, and Conte. And Conte. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Oh, we actually got a oh, we got a Twitter question about that. At M Conan, Michael Conan, he he said Conte and Rudiger were both fasting during this match. No food or water all day. Then they put in that performance. Legends. I mean, yeah, the, the, that brings us into our next topic. We'll talk about hashtag Jorgolo. Get it trending, everyone. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see too many people using it this week. I was very disappointed. But Jorgolo. I know if, if they start in the Champions League final, we're going to get it trending. It has to be. Um, but, I mean, Jorginho will start off with this guy. He got a yellow card in the 13th minute of the match, which... I don't even think was very warranted. Yeah, it, no, it was, it was those, warranted. I mean, I, it was Hazard really... was off. I don't think I. I think I don't think he should have taken him down. I think it's too early in the match to take one for the team. Like you can let he him wasn't, skip he, by you and take he wasn't your even at half field though. I mean, uh, I don't. Know, I guess. Yeah, but, but the whole after intention that, was there. It wasn't an course. ugly foul, but the intention was gets yeah, the he, inte- he intentionally brought a guy down on purpose. That's, but, that's a yellow. Uh, but after that moment, he didn't make a single foul after that. Uh, but uh, he did have 11 tackles uh, and, and interceptions. That, that's, that's tackles and interceptions combined, right? That's that. Can you believe that shit? G- Jorginho. I'm telling <laughs> he you, He led man. the team. I, I know for a fact he led the team in interceptions in the first half. He and, had a bunch, yeah. And that ball he played down the middle uh, – it was oh, uh, Havertz, one? the one, the one the to one Havertz, Havertz where he which, didn't. Which team almost crashed which into Havertz each other? Miss? <laughs> well, Be more specific. you know exactly which one I'm talking about because it was a, it was a, it was a ball yeah. through the air that Jorginho misses every time. He misses mm-hmm. not every time, but it's it's too often. It. Yeah. You sorry, go on, go ahead. You missed what? There, there was one pass that he missed today that almost. That almost got us in some big trouble. It was actually the pass that caused the foul, that caused his foul. But besides yeah. that, I can't really think of a mistake that he's made. I mean, this is our best midfield duo. I think it might be better oh! than it might be better okay. than with Kovacic. I like that. Me and Andres disagree. kind of no, no, no. Me and Andres sure, were ride it, ride we were t- it. I'm yeah, down. we were saying this last week, dude. We were like, you Come cannot change this midfield. What I but, am gonna say is um without i don't know how we would fare uh in the final if kovacic isn't healthy well we got a question i think, I think gotta... he's more important in the final than he is in uh for these two legs honestly we got a twitter question at from uh from kojo i forget what his at is but he kojo. says is it at kojo i think it's something else but he said if we keep on missing the chances we had we had tonight City will punish us. What do you guys think of a Conte, Jorginho, Kovacic midfield in the final? So midfield three, I mean switching it up, like in for the finals. No, I'm not. I'm, we have stick a saying here done. in Texas: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeehaw. Andres, we have a saying everywhere here in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they say it with an accent, so it sounds better. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, Is that good. I'm practicing. Everything's, everything's bigger in Texas too. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, but what do you think about 
that premise, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, Andres, I, you pretty that much means, That it. means that you'd have to take one of Havertz, Pulisic, or Mount out of the starting 11. So I'm saying no. Or switch to a back four. Which is also something we have not done at all. Like, Once. we're not going to switch it up this late into the season. Like, we, we, did we try? Do you guys remember when we tried the back four? And it was in, I think it was in the FA Cup or the and EFL Cup. 4, 3, 3. And it was like, some we we struggled against some second division team against like Barnsley. Yeah, it was, was it? Barnsley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this was before they had Daryl DK too. So or was or no? He they had. It was him. the game he was there. He came on later. Yeah, but uh, like to to see like this if if it, it wasn't gonna work against Barnsley, I probably don't want to try it again against Man City in the Champions League finals. I think. I'm so confident in this midfield, even though, you know, like, Jorginho has the obvious physical deficiencies. He makes up for it with everything else. A case in point was in this game. I I don't think you change it, man. You keep it the way it is. When I say I'm worried about not having – possibly not having Kovacic for the final, I mean that for rotation's sake. Jorginho cannot afford to pick up a yellow card against Man City's midfield 13 minutes into the final. He can get away with that against Real Madrid. Against Man City, you will not get away with it. Um, so so that's my concern. Is I, I want him there not necessarily to be in the starting 11. I want him there for squad depth. Eventually, we're going to need his, his legs late in the game. 65th, 70th minute, we're up by a goal. You bring Kovacic on. You lock it down. Um, so, yeah, I, that's my concern. I don't, think, I don't think he should be starting. And to be honest... We already do have an extra quote unquote defensive midfield. Look how deep Mason Mount drops. It's essentially a midfield three already. I mean, the only difference is in yeah. the attack, he presses forward and becomes you know, a second number 10. So, and, and to be fair to Jorginho, I mean, he started and played the full 90 against Man City in the FA Cup. He has lungs. I mean, he, he, we forget Jorginho's played a lot of football recently, and he doesn't look like it, it, it's not really showing. I, I just meant him. that he handled his own in that against that midfield of City. So yeah, it's one of those things where, like you said, worst comes to worst, you can, you know, pull him early or, or maybe he put in such a shift that he's done. Like we or we even, are no longer playing a two-legged affair. There's no yeah. card situations to worry about. So, uh, yeah, I think that you still start this double pivot and you'll have Plan B of getting Kovic to join. Andres, here's another situation. Even if you need to bring off Mason Mount in the final because he ran his ass off, and for 10 minutes you need to add another midfielder in the midfield, you throw on Kovacic. It's, you don't change the system. You play the same one. Yeah. I mean, he, he's pretty much I mean, like for like Tuchel, for Mount or Jorginho. Where he yeah. takes out one of the front three, and then we play like a 5-3-2. Yeah. It, it's not we did it. We did. I just wouldn't start yeah. that way. I mean, we still have to win the game. Mm-hmm. All right, uh... I, I love Jorginho. I really – I, I love him again. It, I want to publicly apologize for everything negative I've ever said about him. Am I allowed I, to do that? Am I allowed we've to already ask done for that. forgiveness? We've, we've already done that. It, it's been done. We have been forgiven. Jorginho has has forgiven us as well. Um, I, I asked it doesn't matter what happens in the text. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, he slid in my DMs and says I, I have – I accept your apology. All right, let's talk about the fullbacks. Uh, ben Chilwell and 
Dave played uh, on the on the right side. So, what did, what did you take from uh, their performance, Zach? Uh, really solid. I think I think Dave's experience really showed in this game, and and me and Andres touched on it last week. Just watching how exhausted he is um, <laughs> when he comes off tells you everything you need to know about the shift he put in. I mean, he was right. so composed, um, especially pocketed when Hazard. he pocketed Hazard, which was a shock. Um, I thought Hazard was going to walk around him, but Dave knew how to Dave knew how to play him. I mean, the way you got to play him is to kick the crap out of him. Yeah. None of us ever liked saying that until now, but that's how you do it. Um, and, and, and Dave did that. Every single time Hazard received the ball, Dave was breathing down his neck. There was some sort of body part of Dave's on Hazard at all times. And I felt like that was a huge reason why he was able to to kind of, uh, you know, contain him. And then going to the other side with Chilwell, I mean, Chilwell was phenomenal going forward for me. I thought he was he was huge in exposing Vinicius of all people at wing back, um, so he kind of pinned him back in the first half. Did a decent job of of getting forward. Yeah, the final ball wasn't there, but that threat was always there, and that was key. He was pulling players here, there, and everywhere. And then defensively, a very solid a very solid performance as well. Him and him and Mount, um, I saw him and Mount combine really well a, a couple times. Um, in the first half when Mount shifted over to his side for a few minutes. But overall, man, it's good performance. The only thing is Reese misses out, and it bothered me until today because we're in the final. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that – so Madrid tried matching our system to the best of their abilities, and they played a 3-5-2. And the fact that their first two subs were their wingbacks just tells you how well our wingbacks played. Yeah. We were worried about Furlan Mendy coming into this game, and I can't think of anything he did that was of mention. And then the opposite side with Vinicius, you're right, Chilwell pinned him back, and I think it was a very dumb move on Zidane's part Super to put naive. their most dangerous dribbler so far this season, who, when he finally got the ball in our half in the second half, did dice up Chilwell in one like run of play. Yeah. The fact that he had to put in a defensive shift, like an actual long defensive shift, because Chilwell does go up and down the pitch really well, was it played into Chilwell's hands. Because like you said, Zach, Vinicius was never in the right place. And Chilwell had tons of space. He was getting up the field. And and again, he was getting def back defensively, and, and it didn't feel like he was struggling to get back. So, yeah, both the guys played really well. And again, I think... To a, to a certain level, I felt like Zidane pulled a, what you usually expect Pep to do when overthinking a semifinal because I thought the wingbacks were bad, and then I thought the subs that they put in after were just as bad, if not worse, as the original oh, choice. Yeah. So I was going to say that about Kendall Higa's question where he was like, when was the moment you knew the game was won? I was going to say, I'd say like 10 minutes after all of their subs came on. They just – you knew that that team just didn't have a chance to get the ball forward. Yeah. yeah when, uh, when Asensio was trying like a 40-yard shot, a 40-yard <laughs> contested shot, I was like, okay. Or, or when – This is getting to the point of desperation for them. I think we'll be okay. I mean their only offense all match long was let's try to clip the ball into Benzema and hope that he gets it. They, they sort of played – 
the same way that Real played when they had Cristiano, where they're very one-dimensional. Let's just play a bunch of crosses, and Cristiano will eventually head one in. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad I'm here with you guys because, like, that's something I would not notice about, like, about Vinicius, like, playing as a wing back and Ben Chilwell having all that space and him just not being in the right spot. Like that stuff. I don't, I don't really catch. I'm like, I'm going to have to rewatch it and keep an eye out for that because, <laughs> or keep an eye out for the next time that happens. Uh, it's just like, imagine if we ever put like, cause it has to be comparable. And I hate, sorry, Russell, I'm going to bring it up. Like, imagine if we ever put Eden hazard at wing back, like that's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> or, or, even, work. or even like Pulisic. For example, yeah, in a match like this, that. he did that in in the Bundesliga. Okay. Well, yeah. but, but he's not as effective as as the way he right, is exactly. now. Like it's the same idea. This, oh yeah. my this god, guy, how, this how guy... have we taken this long to bring up Holistic? That's so funny. Well, we'll get. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll do one more thing. Sorry, I, yeah. I, I just want to point out, like this this Vinicius manhandled Liverpool's back line, like just last uh, last round. He scored twice in one match, and he was. He pulled a Pulisic, sliced through all them like a warm knife goes through butter. And then Zidane's like, yeah, let me put my best dribbler further away from their goal. Mm-hmm. That was just – they played it to our hands. That's all. Yeah. I all right. Uh, let's, let's talk about the most exciting part of the match, the front three. Um, so started off with Timo Kai and Mason Mount. Um, so Timo, obviously, the, one, the first of the goal scorers. He talked about that um, and how we, we both did not believe that that would go in. Uh, but somehow he did it on the biggest stage, I hope which is he hilarious. Um, but I, I just I, – I, I still don't understand why at this point – and this is not my, my bias talking at all, but why is Pulisic not getting to start over Timo Werner at this point? I mean when, when he came on – and there was a seventy, the seventieth minute, something like that, sixty fifth. He Timo he was, he, tra- he turned Timo. the game around completely. But again, Timo was good today. He was, he was good okay. today. But but to to his no, to the he point was is, good. When you see the lineup, when you see the lineup, you're like, why why not Pulisic? Yeah. No, I exactly. I think it was for me. It was more why why not Pulisic and why Havertz. I was questioning more why did Havertz start over the Werner thing because in the first leg Werner was really good. He was giving Madrid all sorts of problems. They had they and they still don't have any idea how to deal with his pace. And the fact that we were playing and the fact that we knew Ramos was coming back into the side and Veron was going to be and Veron, who's the paciest center back that they have is not going to be anywhere near the squad. I thought it would have been the perfect situation to put as much pace and technical dribblers as you can out there. You get Werner, you get Pulisic, you get Mason Mount, and you hit them with pace, and you destroy them, just like you did in the first leg, which is which is exactly what happened. But to their credit, Timo was good, man. He was really, really good for us. I thought I Kai had a better game. Kai, Kai was good as well, granted... I was way more frustrated with him in this game than I was with Timo. This was the first time I've seen both of them on the pitch together, and I was more frustrated with Kai. Really? Granted, overall, overall, I think Kai had a really good game. I think this was his best game for us in a Chelsea shirt because it's against a good opponent. 
you can't pull that oh he only does it against shit teams argument anymore he did it against fucking real madrid in the semi-final he hit the post twice he should have had two goals he probably could have had an assist as well and like andres mentioned he had ramos in his back pocket so i mean Bro, just to give you guys an idea this is how well i think team. yeah like uh uh, the praise that Kai was getting post-match, Rio Ferdinand mm-hmm. and Ashley Cole saying he's like Berbatov but with pace. And somebody <laughs> actually said that to us. Prosh. Uh, Prosh. Good Just shout. It was a really good shout. When did he yeah. say that? Last said it last week. week. Wow. Full of, Prosh said it's, he, his touch, his calmness reminds me of Berbatov. And it's then crazy. this week, Prosh, there you go, buddy. Rio Ferdinand and Ashley Cole agree to the T with you. And just like we said, it's it's true. He looks so effortless. Like I, in my head, I was thinking more of like a less flary slash cocky Slatan in the way that he can do the dribbling, he can do the finishing, and he's got like the towering size. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Timo was great. Don't get me wrong, he played great, but he also could have had a goal at the beginning to like really set the tone. But he, for some reason, the fastest guy on the pitch thought he had to be one step ahead and was offside. And it's a little things like that, like Kai Havertz. I get, Zach, that he missed a few chances, but at least he's in the right place. He's creating the chance to begin with. And, and again, to be fair to Thibaut Courtois, any chance that came to a one-on-one, the dude instantly starfishes and covers a crazy radius. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it sucks that Kai didn't score that, that uh, the, the one-on-one. But at the Where same did, time, like yeah. I said, I think, I think Kai just played so well overall. Uh, I still thought he was slightly better than Timo, to yeah. be completely honest. His hold-up play, when he receives the ball, he turns into space perfectly mm-hmm. every time. His touch, the one, the first time passes as well. Like he is so calm on the ball. Like he's it, it, he's very. Just... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. No, sorry, no, I'm, I'm getting no. way ahead of myself. No, please. I was gonna please. say he has this. He has this instinct that. I'm trying to find a player that has a similar instinct to him, and I just I can't think of one right now. Man, I mean, Berbatov if, is a really good like comp. If anything, I was gonna say sort of like a Dennis Burkamp, where it's he's not necessarily the most, he's not the quickest or the fastest. He's a similar build, but he has this uncanny ability to keep the ball away from defenders without blowing you away with pace or strength. Or, you know, a fancy schmancy uh, skill move. That that was, speaking of skill move, that was the one thing that I was like, oh, come on, Kai. Like, that's not the right one. Time he tried to step overs. He tried yeah. to step overs on oh, Ramos. Man. I'm like, buddy. No. Not against. Like, even Ramos having a bad game. Like, I'm not trying to dribble past Sergio Ramos. Like, yeah. that's where I'm like, let's look up and see if anybody's going to make it to the back post. Yeah. But he, that he, was I, literally the no one. No one's ever thing there at the back post. Though. I literally. I think he was trying to pull like a Messi on Boateng years ago, and that was just Kai Havertz's version of it. He's like, "Oh shit, he's a way better defender than I thought he was." I, I give him uh, credit though for trying that. Um, right. <laughs> listen, Nathan just Brown. like everyone else, uh-huh. though. Sorry, just like everyone else, the jury can't be out for him anymore. No, no. At his it's age, so, it's especially. Too, way too soon. I think Timo, you can you can you can make an argument that maybe this, Actually, is, this is what he is. Well, but before be we move away from Timo, sure. because I'm killing that argument right now too. Like, we signed him to score 30 goals. Fine, B 
be angry that he didn't score 30 goals. But as it stands, he is our leading scorer in all competitions alongside Tammy. goals and assists. First players he has seven. Let me see. It's not seven. He's got five more assists than the next guy. Yep. And and by the way, Zach defending our our players who, specifically Kai Havertz, um, Kai Havertz also is tied for second with assists. He's got eight. So mm-hmm. for, for really? people that are trying to call the Germans flops, they're amongst the top three in assists, and Timo is leading in goals. <laughs> I know. Here's, here's and, the thing, though, it, but with, with, with Timo is I would be more happy with the 10 goals if he didn't have so many ridiculous right. It's and, yeah. it, and they're not just like, you know, like if it's another player scoring 10 goals and he doesn't have too many chances and he's scoring 10 goals, I'm happy about that. Um, but the amount of chances that he squandered like moments where I have to put my head into my face, into my hands, <laughs> my face into my <laughs> hands. So listen, I'm going to, I'm going to make a bold claim here right oh, now. He's sort right. of like Fernando Torres where we brought him in. We thought he's going to score a lot of goals, but he scores a really big one for us in the semifinal. And all of a sudden we forget all of the misses he had, but now he has a really unique opportunity to be not only the legend status of, of Torres, but the icon status of Drogba if he can score one for us in the final. Oh, he can instantly be absolved of every single <laughs> one-yard tap-in that he whiffed if he scores one in the final. Yeah. It if, would if, if that was the only glorious. thing Drogba did, yeah, I, I would agree. I would – I would go. Sh- oh man, I would. I, I would. I would put down immediately for twenty goals next season. If he if he scores in the final and we win the final, he's scoring twenty five next season. Good lord, he's gonna pop off. It's gonna be game over for everyone. What the hell are you talking? I'm getting about, way. Man. I'm getting way. I'm getting way too <laughs> <much>. <laughs> Like you were spot on with the Torres comp, and we were talking about that earlier, and then you said Drogba. As if well, listen, that goal just... was the only thing Drogba's ever done for us. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. I'm. Oh my God. Of some. I'm. I know. I'm just saying. I know. I'm, I'm I know that's not what you think. But I'm there's just saying. DDA, like, there's a four foot tall scores, DDA post. Like if right him scoring in the Champions League final is where the comparison between the two starts and stops. <laughs> that's no. it. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, played yeah, for yeah, Chelsea. Sure. <laughs> I, I only, I, I only went on that little extra like hype tangent to live up to Rico's expectations because he wanted like a full hype show. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to. He wanted you know. a hype show. He didn't want bullshit, Zach. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, let's talk like about that. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Um, I talked about this two weeks ago. How much he's improved as a dribbler. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's all I have to say. He was so nasty today. He was filthy. What what's going into this kid? He, he it's so unbelievable the jump he's made. It's nothing crazy. It's it nothing is. crazy though. Because it, it, it's it, it, it's crazy to me because from what I saw in the first half of the season, the beginning of the year and the end of last year, I, I saw a lot of a lot of good obviously, and what he is now and the improvements he's made in so many facets of the game, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. And it wasn't even like during like a break, like an off season or something like that. It happened throughout the season. He just got better and better. 
Like the I'm, I'm comparing him from from a couple months ago to now, and it it, it blows me away. Um, he really. I don't even want to see him playing in the midfield right now, honestly. Right. I mean, he he's he's officially gone to that level where like before we would get so mad and clown on Tuchel for playing him as a winger. But now he's a winger, honestly. In all honesty, he he he, he like it, it's more beautiful. credit to him. Now he's not just a winger, but now he, we we actually believe he can play anywhere. You could probably yeah. throw him in goal and there he'll you do go. a job. <laughs> he'll make a At this point, what did we say last week, Andres? He scored. He played like five different positions. Yeah. In a single match, he mentioned once. The kid's unbelievable, but he's not doing like to go to go back to these like you know this dribbling you're talking about song. It's kind of like Havertz, he's not doing anything super fancy. He just knows where the space is and he knows where to keep the ball. He knows where the defender is and he knows where the ball is at all times. And his body is always between them. It's it's it, he just his fundamentals as a, as a coach. This is the type of player you tell your 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 kids to watch it's well, like look, you want to watch tell somebody to, tell him to miss the to skip over the miss that he had the shots <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the, skip over skip Vince over some of the shooting and some of the left foot other than that just watch the way he plays because he does everything else right the pressing the commitment to the commitment tech tactically he's so flexible we just said he could play anywhere on the pitch now his dribbling's coming along he's getting a bit of an end product he's getting assists now I mean, I want to win this final even more now because of how well Mason Mount's playing. And and the fact Phil Foden's playing really well, too, is – I want Mason Mount to win this so bad. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to stop calling him Mason Mount at this point. I'm just going to keep calling him future captain leader legend Mason Mount because at this – that's what he is. Andres. What a player. What a freaking performance, dude. Like, that mm-hmm. Mason Mount goal was like... The kid has been at Chelsea since he was like six. The celebration. The, the best part. I just... I, I can't get over the fact that this kid has been waiting for his chance and then making everything of it. I mean, you know, you see people, the whole like... He's only going to start – like when it all began, we're like Lampard's going to start Mason Mount at a weird position. Like that was it. Then he finally got him in the right position under Lampard's system, and we're like, hell yeah, this is what the Mason Mount we want to see. And Tuchel arrives, and we're like, wait, Mason Mount on the front three? That wasn't working out earlier. And and he's not technically a winger because he's not getting the ball way wide, but now he's even better. Like I, I don't – there is has been zero regression in Mason Mount's game since he broke into the first team uh, last season, and he's just getting better and better. And the occasion doesn't matter to this guy. Like I, I don't know if John Terry counts because I don't know how deep and how long he was in the academy. But this has to be the biggest win for Chelsea as a club in terms of their player development ever ever oh oh without a doubt this dude without a doubt like i i tweeted about this earlier mason mount when 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 we start building statues of players outside of the bridge mason mount leave it leave a spot leave a spot for him it's happening 
I'm all, I'm all in. I'll actually go to I'll the statue it. unveiling. I'll go there. Um, <clears throat> but that that goal at the end, the celebration between him and Pulisic, I felt that on so many different levels. Like I can't even describe in words the way that made me feel. Um, it's it's it hits different because. Your ch- the Chelsea fan inside of you is going crazy. The American inside of you is going crazy. The football fan inside of you is going crazy. The fact that I have th- the fact that we have a podcast and I know we're going to be recording a happy <laughs> podcast is making me go like 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 the podcast hosted me is going crazy. Everything, man. It, 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 <laughs> I, I like 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 I'm almost at a loss for words, man. It's. I was I was just straight up emotional after. I'm not even gonna lie, because where we were six months ago, what Tuchel's been in charge I think a hundred days. So let's say like 99. three months ago, ninety nine days, three months ago. You look at where we were, and now you look at where we are. Um, it's unbelievable, and to think that up to this point, all we've been doing on the podcast barring the last few weeks is critiquing the team it's fucking crazy man we still don't have a striker we still don't have a long-term center back solution it's we still don't have a conte replacement like there's so many gaps in the squad that we still have yet to fill and that's what's so exciting about this team and mason mount just kind of adds to that because now you don't only have an academy player that came through and is in the first team you have a future captain leader legend but you also have arguably not even arguably at this point it's 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 written in stone he's the heart and soul of this team the team does not function the same without him in it and also so, what a likable guy yeah i mean other teams fans from other teams even like him mm-hmm. he, he's just so awesome like overall I mean, and you know, the anti-English bias inside of me is, is really fighting hard <laughs> for me to not like him, but it's impossible. Like, if you, if I can even love him, anyone can, according to that one uh, random Twitter troll. Um, yeah, but we thought we were. Uh, what, what what were we? We we hated. Yeah, we had an, anti. Yeah, or no, we had an anti-English bias. Yeah, we were yeah. Chelsea fans. We're fans of an Hashtag English team. team and Tammy's not a thing. <laughs> uh but well since we are american i think we should talk talk about Pulisic now um we got a twitter question from at kirill's medvedev one of the he's an honorary american now he says this guy Pulisic is world class i will fight anyone who disagrees with me he should uh, get, he should get citizenship just for that statement <laughs> share this tweet with uh U.S. Send it uh, to Biden's of office. Homeland, Homeland Security, <laughs> and you'll get a clearance, immediate clearance. Uh, immediately. He, he yep. came on. He came on what? 65th minute. Created mm-hmm. the most chances in the match off the bench with three chances, plus that assist with for the dagger. I mean, let, let let's just start off before the pass. Him dribbling down the field. Well, actually, let's go before that. And Golo Conte with the steal, and. The perfectly placed end time pass to Pulisic, Pulisic's fake shot, which which got Courtois, which broke Courtois' ankles. Like like, like let's be real, he was on the ground. Like, that was nasty. And then <laughs> Real just giving him all of the time in the world to pick out a pass, and Mason Mount 
putting his body on the line to put that away. Ugh, it was beautiful. Pulisic made it happen, though. Um, and just overall, doing what he does best, dri dribbling out of tight spaces, getting fouled, just completely destroyed every single time he touches the ball. It's uh, it's really something special to watch. And I really, I really hope that he gets the start in the Champions League because I feel like at this point, I mean, he even said after the match, like, like what, what more do I have to do to prove that I should be starting? Like, it, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent spot on, where Havertz and Timo Werner have been giving you every reason to not play them throughout the season, not, not recently, but throughout the season. Pulisic hasn't had a hasn't had a bad performance in so long and he's been our biggest spark throughout the match uh i mean through th like in any match that he comes on it's it's at this point i think he's he's officially solidified himself into the starting 11 for the ch the champions league final but uh what what do you guys andreas what do you what do you make of what you saw it was perfect this, I think this is the whole thing about not starting. This is the whole thing Tuchel was saying, right? He knows the value of Pulisic off the bench. And, and that's why he thought he was being unfair to him. I think, you know, I would have loved to see him start. I definitely questioned Werner starting. But I was telling myself, okay, maybe this is like a keep your ace in your sleeve thing because it is a two-legged affair. So if Madrid score or if we tie, we're tied at a – late point uh you know midway point of the game this is this is definitely going to be an improvement on somebody in the front three and for Pulisic to come in with fresh legs against a tired Madrid because again Madrid's depth right now is absolute shit so these guys were they're feeling it right they've been feeling the weight of the season and when Pulisic got healthy earlier this season and he was starting to get minutes under Frank we were saying you know he's doing too much he's doing too much he's doing too much I don't know what's clicked differently under Tuchel where it feels like now everything is coming to him so easily. He skipped past Ramos like two or three times. You mentioned he dropped Tortois down to his knees. Had this been the Pulisic three, four months ago that had just came back, he would have probably tried to score with no angle on Tebow. But he was patient, waited for somebody to make a move. He knew he had the power and in that moment when he froze both the defender and the keeper and waited for Mount's run, like little things like that come with a player of confidence. And I think, again, the only reason he wasn't starting today was again, the, the whole two leg versus just one elimination match situation where there could have been extra time and, and all that. I fully expect Pulisic to start in the final. Zach, you there, buddy? Yeah, he has to. <laughs> I I want him to start in the final. I really do. But at the same time, I can't really question Tuchel's decisions. Granted, the American in me wants to scream out that he should be starting every single game. No, I look without any bias. I I I think he has been consistently our most dangerous attacking player. Um, when he has the ball at his feet and when he's running at defenders, there's nobody else in the team that's looked half as dangerous as him consistently. So. Yeah, I'd like to see him start in the final, um, but you know the reality is he's actually only fighting for two positions. Um, 
and Tuchel has shown that he likes to have Timo out there. He likes to utilize that pace. So I have a feeling Timo's probably going to be one of those players starting in the finals. So now Pulisic might have to only fight for one position. Granted, you know, I think he he probably should start. Um, I'll be happy with, with Havertz either way. I mean, the, the performances today from everybody were were great. So I don't feel any less confident if he's not on the pitch, but I would feel more confident if he is, if that makes any sense. No. Yeah. I, I get, I get more. I'll be, I would have been more upset about him not starting obviously. And like the man that he started next match, if we didn't win, well, if we didn't win, if we didn't win, I did, if we didn't win, the <laughs> but, title of this podcast would be why the fuck did Pulisic not start? Yeah, probably. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, uh, make my decision based on the, the outcome of a match. I mean, but at the same time, what you're saying, Zach, is true. Like, who am I to question if it's getting results? Um, so maybe we do stick with it. But, I mean, it is possible maybe that Pulisic, that spark off the bench in the last 25, 30 minutes of the match, uh, is something that Tuchel actually prefers. You know, if he thinks that, that that's where he's best utilized, but... I don't know. I want to see more of him. Just it's not just because I like I I, lo- I love him because he's American. He's just such a joy to watch, um, and he's actually incredible. <laughs> he might be one of our best players. Uh, probably is our best offensive player at least. Um, but you know, I, so, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know if you you were done with the Pulisic thing. I, I can hold my thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I just want to go back to Conte because I we brought up Jorgolo and we only talked about Jorginho, but N'Golo Conte, in my opinion, was man of the match. Um, Agreed. He played absolutely yep. unreal on both sides of the pitch. I mean, I think he was he was better bringing the ball up the pitch than he did than he played defensively. He didn't have to do too much defensively. I thought Jorginho handled that, which is something that I wouldn't believe I'd be saying five months ago. But uh, that's the current situation right now. And N'Golo Conte was directly attributable to both goals. Um, and he he did a whole lot more, too. He had another chance, too, that Courtois made a great save on. And I, I can't I can't fault Conte for the way he tried to finish it because it, it, it was a good try. Um, and him getting up the pitch, bringing the ball up as well. It's, uh, he, he played absolutely unreal. Um, we got a Twitter question from tennis, tennis. So at tennis soda, uh, wait, sorry. Uh-huh. I was going to say, um, uh, actually never mind. That that plays right into what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, he said from 14th in the Premier League table to a Champions League final and FA final. What a turnaround for Tommy T and the lads. How good is Conte? He was the best player on the pitch today on a pitch filled with good players, great players. I mean, <laughs> this like I, I I it's crazy for me to think of this team. And, you know, when I when I go through it in my head, it's like, wow, the fact that we are in the Premier League, I mean, sorry, in the Champions League final and the FA, FA Cup final, and we don't really have a superstar on our team. And then I take a second to think, wait a second, we do have a world-class player in Golo Conte. He's probably the best at his position in the world. 
um, and he, he's I mean, what he does, what he he does more than what he's asked, and it, it's it's just the way he does it with such a calm demeanor, and like I I can't imagine being on the other side of uh of an N'Golo Conte tackle and like just seeing no expression on his face and just like being like this guy really just took took the ball off my laces like that like <laughs> it's uh. It's I, I love Angolo Conte. It's insane. He has a fucking magnet on his foot. Mm-hmm. Like, if he gets within, if if his foot gets within eighteen inches of the ball, it's the ball's getting attached to it, and he's running away with it. He's so good at reading those tackles. I think there was one. It was Vinicius when he was on. Uh, he skipped past Chilwell. I think it was the first half and cut inside and i think he was about to beat rudiger too and out of nowhere conte just takes the ball off of him one pass in the other direction and boom there's a ball through to timo right down the channel his importance to the team is insane the best midfielder in world football i i I feel like every time we talk about conte i say those words it's it's becoming like silly at this point why is there even a debate as to who the best defensive midfielder in the world is right now? It, there's no question it's him. And you can argue, I would be hard. There are a few names that I could think of that have existed that are as good as him at what he does. But nobody that, that that's currently a professional footballer, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Makalele just recently came out and said that he feels now it's an insult to call it the Makaleli role after watching Conte the last few years. How and, crazy is that? I love that. Yeah, it's wow. unbelievable. But to to add what to what uh, to to what Conte was saying to what Sam was saying earlier about both sides of the pitch, I enjoyed watching Conte make runs forward. He would give the ball to Jorginho and he wouldn't just stay stagnant. He would look for the give and go and the return ball ten yards up the pitch. Yeah. And it was like these looping runs to get himself open again up the pitch. And I don't know if I just noticed this this time around, but that that's something that I felt like he was more up the pitch this game. I don't know if it was by instruction or just he yeah. saw the opportunity around a, a tired midfield, but he looked comfortable. And in a weird way, we you know if if we're gonna. Th- not if, because we do thank Lampard for his job of, of bringing in the academy guys. I think we have to go all the way back and kind of thank sorry for pushing Conte up the pitch a little bit and make him be comfortable in this situation. It's like, it's weird to think that these old managers still have like little things that are helping Tuchel today. And Conte being up there, he could have scored. Again, props to Courtois on the save, but he got himself in the box. Like, how often do we get Conte? in the box (laughs) he's he's doing stuff we haven't seen him do before like for example i think his biggest deficiency would probably be his passing especially when he's being pressed like he gives the ball away it's not a secret so there was one instance where he just kicked the ball out of bounds i think that was the only mistake he made all match but besides that i mean what he's doing differently to negate that and i think the reason why we're not seeing that as much is when players are pressing him he's realizing Oh, I just remembered that I used to be a winger. Oh, I'm also five foot seven, 
and oh, I have a low center of gravity, and I'm also a pretty good dribbler. I could just skip oh. past a couple of these guys and then make the pass. It, I, it's, I think Tuchel has just kind of not shown Conte, but just sort of reminded him, like, hey, you used to be a winger. Why don't you apply some of those skills to your traits as a midfielder? Wait, Zach, and now all of a sudden... Can you do that Conte impression with a Conte oh. voice? Oh, oh, I can't. We're going to get canceled. What is that? <laughs> I can't. Oh. Yeah, I can't. What's oh. a Conte oh. voice? I'm gonna get canceled for sure. Right now. Yeah, the podcast the is whole, done. It's, it's, we the were finished the whole, not just this episode. We, we were finished before we started, man. <laughs> <Don't even. laughs> no, man, but I mean, yeah, he's just been he's been phenomenal for us. Long may it continue. The, the I think the saddest thing about the Conte story is that he's 30. I don't know why that's sad. He doesn't look a day over 25. <laughs> uh all right, let's move into some Twitter questions. Uh this this first one's from Kendall Higa. He asked, what does Tuchel do at the weekend? Aspie, Silva, Havertz, Mount, and Conte have to sit, right? Still a big game and mm-hmm. much needed three points on the line. I don't even – who do we even play next? I don't even City. know. City. We play oh City. Oh, God. Is that – that's that's this weekend? That's We're definite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a champions – the first leg of the Champions League. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I speak for all of us when I say that I still stand by – the agreement we had earlier in the season that we have to go at every single match. We can't take any, any matches off. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, okay. I think, you know, Oh, you bench Aspie. Oh, what a downgrade. Reese James at right wing back. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Like really? That's, that's not throwing the game away guys. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. I mean, Havertz doesn't start. I'm sorry. Tammy and Giroud both are fresh. Ziyech. Ziyech from Mount. Like, Yo. Conte, Conte can dress because Kovacic wasn't tested this week. Like, yeah. we still have players who have been making, uh, you know, they're using their minutes wisely under Tuchel. And I'm pretty sure, was it Kendall who asked himself or somebody else that, yeah, it was Kendall talking about, we'll get to it, but he says there is no first team. The squad is the first team. He says it himself. We aren't relying on only on one player, and this is why we're we are where we are. Where Kendall, you asked, you answered your own question because that's it. We we can sit some of these guys. I don't think all of them are going to get a break, but I do agree that someone like Mount and someone like Silva and probably Havertz, the three of them, probably get a break. Conte's a machine, but those three probably earned a break. I love this next one. All right, this one's from at Blaze Caruso. Shout out to Alex Caruso's cousin. It says, hypothetical si- scenario. <laughs> you are Man double- City fan. We're going to face him in the final. Yeah, he's oh, going to be beefing with his cousin. <laughs> he says, hypothetical scenario. You're double vaxxed to the max, Pfizer boy style. Do you risk it all and purchase that Turkish Airlines flight straight to Istanbul before securing one of the 4,000 possible tickets? Well, I would definitely try to secure the ticket before I book the flight, first of all. Second of all, is there a way that we could, like, 
Okay, so there's not there's not gonna there's four thousand fans that are gonna be at the match. Like, is there a way that we can like relocate the match to Wembley? If it's gonna be an all English <laughs> yeah, match, right. like, dude, like if the, it's are it they gonna be. lose out? Are th- is, is are they gonna be. lose out on any money? Uh, whoever owns the stadium or whoever's making money, they're like, gonna break up. I mean, I'm, I mean, it, Sam, I'm you're sure. the lawyer. No, How I'm, many I'm contracts t- would they something, break? I'm talking about that's something that's mutually agreed upon by all parties, not just like sure. they're gonna <laughs> coup, do a coup and do that. Like, I feel like, like with, Turkey with, roll over and no, 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 give because, us all this I mean, revenue no, because two English clubs are in it. No, but what what, what revenue are they gonna make? It's four thousand people there. What what are they missing out on? It's a great it's a great advertisement for the country before and after the game they're showing beautiful think, landscapes oh, aerial views i mean well, come on hey that can be a term of, that can be a term of the agreement we agree yeah that every commercial break we show the same exact <laughs> things we'll show advertisements <laughs> about turkish airlines whatever but then i mean also just we'll you bring have a back good excuse. the heineken drum commercials yeah okay but you have a good <laughs> excuse too with covid you can just say we want to reduce the amount of travel that these guys are doing between countries and if we have two teams that are from the same country that are about to play each other why don't we just play in the same country so we reduce travel and risk you know less risk of covid i mean that i think that is a legitimate reason if you brought that up that would <laughs> I don't be something think Roman that... would go for it because he could actually watch us in turkey yeah oh, uh, to, to answer blaze if i wasn't trying my best to <laughs> like that. If I wasn't trying my best to go to Qatar next winter, I would do it. Uh, yeah, that would be me too. And I just came back from Mexico, so unfortunately, I need to manage my finances. But a buddy of mine man- did. You need, you need to manage your bowels too before you go on another <laughs> yeah, vacation. That's for sure. A buddy, a buddy of mine did try to pitch it to me, and I was like, well. So, so in college, there's this big group of us, and we always promised ourselves that Ch- if Chelsea made the the Champions League final, we would go back to Austin. So I'll be in Austin on the 29th to watch the final at uh, the bar I used to join the Austin Blues at. So I'll be there instead of Turkey, but I'll get to be with some some diehard fans. So I'll I'll still get the atmosphere that you probably wouldn't be getting if you go to Turkey and then you don't get the tickets because everywhere is still closed over there. I still think they should move it. I, they they can they can have it next year. It's probably a yeah. better deal for them. You know, I don't know. That would just be cool. But anyway, let's let's go on to the next question. Another one from Kendall Higa. He says, "Once Mendy oh, made." Oh wait, we already, oh, wait, we read that, that one. We read that one. Uh, one last. This question. week it's more like which Kendall Higa question are we? Yeah. <laughs> well, he says last question. So he promises this is the last one. It was sad to see Hazard and think, if only he had a squad like this when he was at Chelsea. There is no first team. The squad is the first team. We aren't overly reliant on one player, and that is why we are where we are. Thoughts? It's non-existent. You don't have a squad like this with Hazard in it. What do you mean? Hazard doesn't work for his teammates. Oh, right. Yeah. The obvious. Yeah, we would we, I mean, we would have never had the squad because the squad was built up on his sales. So, right, yeah. that's true too. I mean, to to be fair, Hazard didn't have we would have this, had this amount of, of help. You know, Hazard didn't get to have a 
a proper winger opposite of him, like a Pulisic. What's wrong with Julian? you know? He had to carry the weight of an Afro Brazilian. Juan Mata wasn't a winger. He was a, king, a center attacking mid that was forced to the wing by Mourinho. Yeah, he's mind you. <laughs> uh, nah, he was better in the middle. But Hazard didn't have that help. Period. Yeah. All right. Last question. Whoa. Whoa. This is. I actually didn't. This is the first time I thought about this. He said, if we lose this. This is from at Vigil Bruin. Wait, he asked those questions before, right? Like, this yes, is a familiar yeah. name. Because yeah. it's, it said he just made his Twitter account today, or whatever. Um, why, why Why have I heard this before? No, we, we've, he said, we've had it's definitely been no, on the pod. We have. Yeah. He says, okay, if okay. we lose to City in the final and place fifth in the Premier League, do we get a Champions League spot next year? And yes, there's, it's, it's an all-English final. That means fifth place is guaranteed to get in Champions League, too. Um, I yeah. looked it up. Well, so you have to win is, the final to get guaranteed Champions League. I know, but if I'm saying if you make the final, it doesn't mean shit. I know. I'm I think saying you get like a Europa. But, but but I'm saying if okay, so obviously if we win it, we're in it no matter what. But if City wins it, then the then they get a guaranteed spot, and the next four teams get into Champions League. So no matter what. It's 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 top five. We have to finish top like it's we don't have to finish top four. So, so it says I'm looking it up right now. I'm on the Premier League website. A maximum of five Premier League teams are eligible for the UEFA Champions League qualification. If a Premier League wins the Champions League, and another team wins the Europa League, and neither of these clubs finish in the top four, then the club lying in fourth will have to drop into the Europa League. So that's one situation. Oh, what? That sucks. Fourth? I didn't even know. Yeah. So, so oh, we wow. are United not saying and Arsenal yet. are still in it. Yeah. Wow. So if a Premier League team wins the UEFA Champions League and another one wins the Europa League and neither have qualified by league position or by winning the FA Cup or EFL Cup, they will qualify for the Champions League and the club finishing fourth in the table will fall down. So... We basically would need Villarreal to. Well, no, we can get fourth and still make it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're safe. Wait, well, 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 we the, need to get fourth. No, 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 no. But the logic is the team that wins the Champions League is also outside of the top four too in that scenario. So, so here's the. Oh, so, in that right, scenario. Right. Okay. The, the, the scenario I found is if that the team that won the league, let's say like. The scenario that I found earlier, which is in a different article, is if Man City wins the league, which they will, yeah, and for some reason we don't win the Champions League and lose to them, that spot that would have been Man City's goes to um, the Austrian league champions. What? So they get an Wait, automatic did, bid. Did this, is this a new rule? Because this is what happened when Liverpool won the Champions League. The fifth, <laughs> whoever was in fifth got in. Got in. No, they didn't. Yeah, when Liverpool sure won the Champions the League, we won the Europa League. I know. Oh, and then... Yeah, we did. It was the same year. It didn't oh. matter, anyways. Oh, it didn't matter. But we, I think... yeah, we already we won the Europa. Place. Yeah, it didn't matter. And what did you say about winning the FA Cup? That doesn't qualify so, you for so Champions League. So winning the League. FA Cup and winning the Capital One Cup gets you into the Europa League. Europa League, right, right, right. The, okay. minimum, the minimum qualification, right. So, so if City wins 
the fifth there is no extra spot that's only earned by winning the champions league or by yeah. winning the europa league so that fifth spot or that fourth spot sorry is still top four that new spot that's available for champions league goes to a lower european league champion that instead of having to qualify through a bunch of random playoffs would get an automatic bid so does that impact our eligibility for the super league <laughs> yeah i swear yeah, it's dead, honestly, buddy. yeah. Who cares about this Champions League final uh, at the end of the day? Like, it's, it's not it's the nothing. real elite European competition. Yeah, I don't exactly. see Arsenal or Spurs <laughs> or AC Milan yeah. or Inter Milan or Real Madrid or Barcelona or any of those fools in the final. But before before we kind of just finish this off, can we talk a little bit about the fact that Tuchel is the man? Can we Tuchel. just like, yeah, the fact that this guy course. is the first manager ever to go to back to back. Champions League finals with two different teams. Yeah. And how he, in whatever day in January, said that he was going to build a team that people were going to be afraid of playing. And here we are 99 days later. Mm. I mean, yeah. does anybody want to say anything else? I mean, this guy's the man. <laughs> yeah, I think he should. Uh... It's weird because we haven't heard his song yet. Like, like, what's Thomas Tuchel's song when fans come back in the stadium? Bro, I'm sure they'll come up with something. Because, <laughs> because if he had a song, that's pro I, that's what I would have started singing. Like, I don't have words to describe him. I mean, he's exceeded every expectation times ten. What else is there to say? Like, like this man, I, like, he still I'm... he still hasn't made a mistake. What mistake have we made? West Brom. West Brom. <laughs> in 99 days. He made one mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the the guy came in like one of the last things that, and I hate to do this because I don't want to rag on him, but Lampard said something like, "This team can't compete." And we were in tenth place. We're now in fourth. We're in the FA Cup final. We're in the Champions League final. We can still get higher than fourth place in the league, and we can come out of this with a double. He just he just came into the team and reminded everybody that they can do it. And not just that, I think part of it is the instruction. Like we we always referred to like before he came in, we talked about how this dude's like a tactical kind of like crazy yeah. mind. And these guys, we're a young team, and and you can't expect these guys to just go out there and and act like they're international captains. And, and just know what to do and what's expected of them. Like, we are a well-oiled machine at this point, and I think a big part of that is Tuchel. Like, like I guess it, that's pretty obvious, but yeah. I think every player has put their best performance under this manager. Bar maybe Ziyech, who had, like, overloaded stats at the beginning of the season because he was touching the ball, like, 500 times a game. But so... I think everyone in this team has improved under Tuchel. Like, my, I remember thinking, oh, well, maybe we won't get the best out of Mason Mount anymore. Bullshit. Mason Mount has had his best games under Tuchel. Conte, Jorginho, Kovacic, Havertz, Werner. Okay, Tammy. <laughs> Tammy's the only other guy I can't think of having a better performance under Tuchel. And I don't even know if that's really on him or the injuries or anything else. Like and really good haircuts under Tuchel. Yeah. The, this guy got like the other thing i want to say is like p whenever we got him people are like well psg got to the final because they had neymar and mbappe if it was that simple 
they didn't make it this year with just those two guys again. They they literally fell apart when the, things didn't go their way last match yesterday. We took it. You take PSG's team from last year. You take away their manager and Thiago Silva, and they got they imploded when the lights were at their their brightest. And God. our team rose to the occasion when we weren't supposed to be where we are. Damn right they did. Damn right. So, big, big tip of the hat to, to Tommy T because 99 days into a job and the man, like, left his family. Like, they're not even in London. And he's like, this has been worth it. They're asking him, like, oh, how come you haven't gotten an extension? He's like, I'm not worried about that right now. Like, he's got his eyes on the prize. Like, I feel very confident about the two finals that we have in front of us. I'm hyped. The champions! Dude. And FA Cup. Come on. In the FA Cup. We do got the FA Cup. 2021 is 2012 scrambles, dude. So, um... It's an anagram. Nostrandresmus, dude. I'm telling you. That's a... That's a... It doesn't really stick. It's it's a, it's definitely forced. But I did say that I was going to add to my prediction. And you know what the – Russell Saunders is going to love this one because he loves this guy. But – If he's still listening. If he's still yeah. listening. If this so, – so, again, all the similarities 2012 to 2021 that have led me to believe that we can win the Champions League. If we win the Champions League and, and the predictions come true – there's a secondary part of this 2012 is 2021 part where a certain person put out on social media that he was going to play for the champions of Europe. And that, that certain person oh, Eden Hazard? really dug himself a hole at his current team because he got caught smiling with his old teammates and they want to get rid of his ass. So... How funny would it no, be if stop. Eden Hazard Okay, you're talking too much joining now. Oh, right. <laughs> the oh, champions right. of Europe again. Okay. I mean, hey, Andreas yeah. hasn't been wrong yet with his predictions. So it's, uh, it's likely to happen at this point, I think. I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. I, I do want to say that I don't think we need him, though, and I don't want to pay a single dime for him. If we can get him on a free when he's like – older and he doesn't want to play as a starter. Yeah, we're bringing sure. in Jaden Sancho because we, we we need more passers, not scorers. Jaden <laughs> yeah. Sancho. Um, so anyways. Do we have to mention that rumor? Or can we, can I can please end this episode? Jaden Sancho. That's, I have to mention it. The fact that there's a rumor. Let's not okay. get him. Alright. Wait. I don't want to talk about transfers until match. after the Champions League final because that changes a lot. Do it we does. even care about this Man City match at this point? Does does anything matter besides the Champions League? <laughs> I hope we win. Yeah, that might yeah. be a good prediction. We don't not get over it. We'll see it, him again. It, it, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see how much the lineups that are deployed this uh, weekend uh, will align with what they play in the in the final because I I'm I'm sure they won't look exactly the same but. I mean, I remember in the in the semis of the FA Cup, they did sit a couple players uh, early on. They brought on De Bruyne and and uh, uh, De Bruyne Gundogan got taken later. out. Oh right, got, right. Like, he hurt. Got hurt. And Gundogan came on. But yeah, Gundogan they the only on. the only players I looked back into that lineup. The only thing that I could say that might have made a difference is that 
Uh, Stefan started over Ederson. But besides that, it was a pretty hefty lineup. So I, I don't want to take anything away from that match. Okay, me neither then. <laughs> we're going to win. Let's. Boys, we're in the final. All right, Zach, you can end it now if you like. Oh, you guys are done with your conversation? Or no, we were just talking about Jin Sanjo. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're still listening, God bless you, and you need to find some help. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter too at Romans Empire Pod. Uh, that's also our handle for Instagram, Romans Empire Pod at gmail.com as well. I mention it every week. We've had a few pen pals. We want some more. Reach out to us. Uh, let us know how you became a Chelsea fan and how you like the show. Uh, so, guys, on to the final and on to Man City this weekend. Keep the blue flag flying high. <laughs>